welcome to a special bonus episode of the Talk Film Society podcast. Uh, I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, uh, here to talk to two great people, uh, two great hosts of their own show, that this is why we're doing it. This is why you're listening to this bonus episode. Uh, it's a new show on Talk Film Society, on the Talk Film Society podcast network. And I wanted to do a special episode just to introduce the show because they've been on for a long time. And for whatever reason, they wanted to be on the network. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but I'm happy they're here. I'm excited. And I wanted to get uh, the news out there. I wanted uh, for everybody from Talk Film, the listeners, uh, to uh, you know, to, to meet them. And, and hey, go back and listen to their catalog and get ready for the new episodes uh, uh, showing up on the Talk Film Society podcast feed. Okay, groundwork is laid. So let me introduce to you Adam Thomas and Thomas Mariani. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> now this is what I gotta do because like I like it seems to happen all the time. I have two dudes on, and I gotta differentiate the voices. So Thomas, identify yourself. I am Thomas. Moi is Thomas here. <laughs> and also, I should say it's also kind of confusing because like it's Adam Thomas and Thomas Mariani. So uh, I'm, that's a question I'll ask later. Did you guys plan that? <laughs> We changed our names legally. <laughs> so that was Thomas Mariani. And now, Adam, introduce yourself. I am Adam Thomas. Moi, Adam Thomas. There you go. All right. So welcome, gentlemen. And like I said, yes, the your podcast, Double Edged Double Bill, uh, it, it's coming on the Talk from Society Podcast Network. I'm excited. It's happening here in the next few days, next week, I believe, as of this recording. Um, but yeah, let's 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 talk about it. This is int- introduction for those who don't listen to your podcast, um, and uh, you know, uh, for those who want to know more about Double Edge Double Bill. Um, let me go to who should I ask? Who's like the who's like who's like the the, the who's like the seller? Who's like the best seller uh, of, of of the idea? Sh- should I go to Thomas? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's yeah? What's what's the elevator pitch, Thomas, for Double Edged Double Bill? Well, basically, uh, you know how there are a bunch of podcasts on the internet that talk about good movies exclusively and bad ones exclusively. Like, you just kind of separate those two. Uh, we decided, uh, why not both? So, uh, every week, Adam and I uh, cover a good and a bad movie, which is, like, tentative, depending on the perspective or whatever, related to a topic that we're uh, covering. Like, for example, the first episode will be on Talk Film Society uh, will be our Wes Craven episode uh, in conjunction with Scream 5, 5 Cream, as we call it here. Um <laughs> Is going to be out. So we were like, let's do a Wes Craven episode. And uh, we decided on the good one, which was Adam's choice, uh, is The People Under the Stairs. And then the bad one, which was my choice, was Deadly Friend. Deadly Friend? I haven't even heard of Deadly Friend. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> that, 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 takes, that would take another podcast episode to pitch to you. Um, just basically, imagine if Short Circuit... And Nightmare on Elm Street melded into one very bizarre movie due to a bunch of studio notes. Oh, boy. And and this episode has already been recorded, right? No, we were going to be recording it uh, a couple days from this particular recording we're doing here. Okay, okay, okay. Do you remember the old sitcom where the... 
the kid had a little girl robot friend or whatever it was. Oh yeah, what, uh, what was the name of yeah. that sitcom? Uh, yeah, but yes, I, I remember. What? Yeah, yeah. Small wonder. Small, Small wonder. wonder. Yes, that's it. It's that, but she's a murderer. <laughs> hey, I'm sold. Hey, well, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm intrigued, guys. Well, you know, here's the thing. I think most people would probably know it from. There's that clip that's been going on online for like ages of the one lady getting killed by a basketball. Oh the yes, the lady from uh, Throw Mom from the Train. That's what that is from. Deadly Friends. Oh wow. Wow, I I I learned something new, and hey, listeners, you can learn something new by listening to Double Edged Double Bill. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. We do not promise educational stuff. <laughs> we are not an educational show. Now, I, I you've been doing this for 190 episodes. That one you you just mentioned will be 191, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I hey I I I talked to you guys about this off mic right before we recorded because I didn't want to spring it on you on the recording, um, but I listened back to some of that first uh, episode you did. Uh, do hey pop quiz? Do you remember what that episode was about, guys? This is like this is like uh, this is your life or this is your podcast. Like, do you remember episode one? Yeah, Marvel movies. Marvel movies. Yes, Adam, you're right. Yes, Marvel movies. Iron Man and Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yes. per- yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um, and yeah, so, and that was around the time that Infinity War was coming out, uh, May of 2018. Oh, how, how we were so naive back four years ago now. Um, so here's, here's my question. How did you guys make it work for 190 episodes? Because I should be taking notes. I <laughs> for for anybody who knows oh, for, for people who know me uh, and my podcasting like I sometimes brag to people yeah my network has done uh, at this point we're at like 797 episodes total right and I'm counting every show we've ever done but I have no consistency I can't stick to a show for longer than like at this point like 20 episodes and then I jump off do something else how did you guys manage to do 190 and uh, uh, back when I listened to I also listened to some of episode 100 and I learned that Adam missed two episodes uh, up to that point so that's consistency in and of itself just staying together for 98 episodes at that point but how did you guys stay together for so long uh, keeping up the pace and like uh, I don't know hey in my opinion putting out great episodes um, why don't we go to Adam since Thomas took the last one. At least on my end, I genuinely enjoy talking to Thomas, and uh, you know, I don't hate him. Well, that's well, <laughs> wait. <laughs> well, let's not go crazy. But um, no, and you know, also we're both understanding with each other's personal lives and schedules. So if we got to move a day of recording, we can we do it. If you know, we're always there for each other as far as like, hey, I can't do it tonight, or hey, would you mind if we do it tomorrow night, or would you mind if we start an hour later? And plus, just the idea that. Every episode is different. We've only repeated topics a handful of times, only when it was relevant to something that was coming out. It's always new. It's always a new topic. Uh, Usually, at least one of the movies is something I've never seen before, and probably the same for Thomas. So just the variety and sort of just the excitement of seeing something I've never seen before and being able to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Um, Thomas, what about you? Your take on... Um, doing as many episodes in, I mean, has it been consecutive? Like, has it been weekly? Have you missed a week? Have you taken a break? Um, well, I, I guess the, the answer to your question is it's a state of masochism. <laughs> uh, I just love hurting myself, but no, um, I, I think it's, 
Uh, we, it has been pretty consistent. We've had, there was a week or two where, like, we didn't release it on that specific week, but we made up for, like, releasing, like, two episodes within a span of a week. Oh, basically. wow. I, there's been, but it has mostly been very consistent in terms of the weekly schedule. And I think it's just because, um, it, it probably helps Adam that I do a lot of the work in terms of editing and putting all the stuff together. But also, I like every step of that process. I think that's what's really worked for me is I used to do another show before I did this show uh, for like a solid five years. And that was a horror movie podcast where we would occasionally stretch out to try and do different things and get yelled at by our listeners. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of like the idea of when we decided to do double-edged Dibble Bill, I intentionally said like, I'm not doing one specific genre. We still go back to horror. Like, every October we like doing like one horror episode a week in October still but at the same time I, I agree with Adam that the big thing is just really the uh, different uh, sort of a variety of movies that we can cover and especially that we can sort of dip our toes into the huge cinematic landscape without really repeating ourselves as often um, and also I like Adam <laughs> I don't know. You have to say it with more conviction uh, on the mic, okay? <laughs> People have to believe you. <laughs> but but it, it it that's okay. That's the impression I got listening to. And, and it, please take this as a compliment, because like listening to episode one of podcast usually for other podcasts. Uh, I mean, for for my sake, like for, when I'm talking about myself and like the first podcast I've ever put out, I'm actually happy it's not readily available. <laughs> It's because, like, uh, I think on iTunes, like, the, the podcast episodes cut off at, like, 500. So, I think the last 500 episodes are on there, and, like, their older 200 episodes aren't. They're, like, on SoundCloud for Talk From Society. So, you'd have to really dig to find episode one of the first show I've ever done. And that one, for me, is rough. Um, but listening back to episode one of Double Edge, Double Bill, like, like I, I, I think the quality is, like, solid. Has been solid uh, since then. So, uh Props to you. I, I'm actually jealous because, like, that consistency and that, like, uh, uh, um, trying to change things up and trying to, you know, do different genres every week because of the topics you pick. It's like you found, like, you know, uh, uh, again, I'm jealous. I wish I, sh- I, I wish I had thought of this. <laughs> it's a good idea, and it's part of the reason why I'm happy you guys are on the network now. Um, but. I know you didn't expect this to be just a just a, just just me praising you, you know, for you know, full hour. It's not going to be that. So why don't we move on? Here okay? come the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> All right. I, I I I've dug into your income, both of you. I've uh, oh, no. I've talked with the IRS. <laughs> your tax returns. We, we released the tax returns. Because <laughs> um, I thought of something to do. Um, uh, you, just, just, just to make it fun, just, just to talk about something other than how great your guys' show is. Um, why don't we talk about the movies of 2021 for a bit? Uh, and I, I, my, my first question, I'll go to Adam first. Uh, how many movies did you see last year, Adam, of uh, the films of 2021? Uh, you know, <clears throat> last year was probably the biggest year I had as far as seeing new content, especially because Thomas and I do a Patreon bit. Uh, called On the Edge of Relevance, where we'll talk about something that's newly released in theaters or exclusive to streaming or something like that, that we don't really feel that we can find a way to fit it in the topic for the show. So we'll just do a quick, you know, half hour blurb or whatever it is about it. So I've seen a lot this year, uh, more than usual. But uh, I mean, to be honest, man, probably a good 40, maybe. I mean, not crazy, but better than usual. 
Um, uh, do, would you have a favorite of the year, Adam? Oh, it's Dune. Dune. 100%. Dune. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm a big Dune fanboy. And watching that was like a, you know, cathartic experience for me. Dune is amazing. I, I, I had the chance to see that, I think, four times in theaters, twice on Laser IMAX here in Austin. Beautiful. Beautiful movie. Uh, gladly see it again. Um... Thomas, what about you? How was your movie watching experience for new releases in 2021? Um, I'm still catching up on a few things before I make like a top. I usually do like a top 20 list over at my uh, WordPress blog. Um, so I'm still catching up on a few things. As of yet, I believe it's 99. Oh, wow. That's good. It's not that good, no. It's, it's <laughs> deeply depressing. But yes, Wait, are we I've talking, seen a lot. <laughs> is it, see, see the, the, that number. So when you say 99, is it 99 new releases? I mean, I don't know. Then again, There's also the whole thing of like what counts as a 2021 release. Yeah. Like, for example, I would personally count something like Minari, which technically applied a lot of people to last year. Uh, but then again, I consider it more of that just because I don't think it was really as widely available until 2021. And that whole Oscar season is such a weird blur of movies that technically kind of count but don't. Yeah. So that, I mean, uh, I, I recently looked up um, 2021 movies and and I also saw people share their top tens recently. And I was like, why is Judas and the Black Messiah on some of these lists? I go, oh, that's right. It came out in February of last year. But it counted for the Oscars for 2020. It was mm-hmm. weird. Let's not talk about it ever again. <laughs> that whole, that whole, you know. What, what nothing wrong at all happened during that Oscars. <laughs> no, I can't imagine no. what thing you'd be thinking Oh, of. my God. I opened up wounds, op- owned old wounds that <laughs> I wanted to forget. Um, uh, anyway. Thomas didn't mean 99 movies. He had 99 red loft balloons. I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Thomas, we're talking about movies, not balloons. Do you know that? Do you know what we're talking about? Uh, no, I was talking about 99 problems. And all of them are my <laughs> <Okay. God. laughs> I can't think of another 99 thing. Oh, damn. Let's move on. Um, okay, so in, in, in celebration of Double Edge, Double Bill, um, I have, I have uh, my own little, like... A uh, 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 scenario to play out here. So uh, I know by being a guest, actually, I've been on your show what, like twice now, uh, guys. I, I mean, yes, yes, yes. Um, so the way you pick the movies, I find fun, right? Where oh, well, somebody explain it better than me. I mean, you guys are on the show. Thomas, can you explain the picking process? <laughs> Oh, I'll try. Um, it's so complicated. Um, basically, at the end of every episode, um, we switch up on the quality of good or bad, and uh, one of us will have uh, the two good movies, for example, and we assign them between one and ten for uh, both of those. So either the other person or a guest, like Marcel has done this when he's been a guest on the show, uh, will pick number between one and ten to get uh, the good pick and the same thing with the bad pick for that. Okay, so having said that, uh, I have made my own uh, double edge, double bill, uh, uh, picker thing. So I've picked two good movies and two bad movies that I consider good and bad. This is like Marcelo's what's good, what's bad in 2021, uh, double edge, double bill. So, uh, I picked two good movies. Why don't we start with the good movies? So this is what we're doing folks. So, and this is not going to be 
a, a, a long episode. We're just going to do these do these topics rather quickly, okay? We're going to do like... And we're not doing this as an episode of Devil Edge Chippewville. This is not canon. No, this is this not is canon. Legends. Again... Devil Edge Chippewville this- Legends. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to make that clear at the beginning of this episode because this is a Talk From Society podcast bonus episode. Uh, the last episode of this podcast is episode 99. This is not episode 100, guys, okay? That's going to be something else. So anybody's wondering, okay? So in my canon, it also doesn't count. <laughs> It's a bone. It's a side episode. It's a side quest. So this is all. Uh, uh, th- this does not go in the record books. But yes. Um, so why don't we play this out? So let's go, let's pick the good movies first, or let's pick a good movie first. I should say. Uh, Adam, why don't you pick a number between one and ten? Oh man, I'm not used to this. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Flipping the script. <laughs> this is also new. Uh, uh, number three. Oh, right on the dot. Uh, I, I put at number three, uh, The Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> hey, look at that. So that's mm-hmm. the good movie in this in this 2021 Marcelo good slash bad 2021 movies. Um, let's go with the bad movies. Uh, Thomas, pick a number between one and ten. Um, hmm, I have I have not done this 190 times. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and I'll pick uh, on the opposite end of there. I'll, I'll pick number eight. Oh, wow. Right on the dot again. My number eight, uh, Army of the Dead, which I did not enjoy. Um, I'm glad. Uh, uh, I, I forget. You guys also mentioned uh, what uh, what wasn't picked, right? Uh, for fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So on the good side, uh, what wasn't picked for me was uh, Suicide Squad. I love that movie. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know how you guys the feel. The Suicide Squad. So, yes, The Suicide the Squad. Should make that very clear. The Suicide Squad. Um, and on the opposite end, the one that wasn't picked on the bad side was Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I'm happy not to talk about that. Because um, I don't like that movie. Um, okay. Why don't we do this? Let's start with the vegetables first. Army of the Dead. Did, did either of you guys see Army of the Dead? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you did. Okay. What what do what you guys think of it? Uh, Adam, why don't you go first? Uh, you know, I like aspects of it. There's certain parts to it that are really cool. Um, I do like a lot of the sort of production design behind it, the character design, things like that. Uh, I have a lot of questions still, like why for one scene the zombies were robots. Apparently, <laughs> I forgot uh, about that. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? But also, I you know it just. <sighs> It's too bloated for its own good. There's too many needle drops. There's too many, like, I just, I don't care. I don't care about almost every character. It's just, eh, eh. I have seen worse. I've seen worse. Let's put it that way. But I, it, it's, it was not for me. It was a one and doneer for me for sure. Yeah. And I know they came out with that spinoff. Which I forget the name yeah. of. The Army of Thieves. Army of yeah, Thieves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thomas, what about you? Your feelings on Army of the Dead? Uh, this was a landmark year for me in terms of the Zack Snyder filmography, where he released two movies that I thought were fine, which oh. is more than I can say for many of his movies uh, before or since, I guess. Um, I, I, I thought it was fine. I think I agree that I have similar issues. Uh, to it, but at the same time, it at least felt like the least offensive one 
in terms of some of his other movies like this and the Snyder Cut were ones instead of, you know, having the opinion of this is the worst movie ever made or he's our God and he gave us something beautiful. I was just like, oh, these were fine. Interesting. I was going to bring up the Snyder Cut, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, well, here, I give you my quick impressions of Army of the Dead. I didn't like it. I saw it on a date, dating it up uh, pretty good. Well, I mean, in retrospect, to me, it ended after like a month, but uh, but the, the the night the night itself was fine, um, but the movie was not good, and it kind of I I just don't like that. Almost to Thomas's point, it's interesting for me. Uh, Zack Snyder had a year where the most Zack Snyder movies of his were released army of the dead, which I think is just bad. And like everything I don't like about Zack Snyder is in that movie. And then, uh, his cut of justice league where I'm like, I'm actually impressed. This is what he does the best. Like this is, this is what I like about him in like one four hour movie. Um, and, but some of it is bad in that movie too. I admit, but still like overall, I'm like, wow, this is like almost like 2009 Watchmen level Zack Snyder good, in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it. Do you have any hot takes on Zack Snyder, uh, Adam? Uh, I mean, I liked the Justice League quite a bit. Um, actually, more than quite a bit. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I like a lot of Zack Snyder stuff, believe it or not. I just am also sort of in the camp like, okay, well, you know, relax everybody like, you know, there are, <laughs> like, like yeah I, I enjoy 300 I personally liked Watchmen you know things like that but also you know it's, it's just relax there's a lot better out there. how dare you threaten the Snyderverse like that how <laughs> dare you I well yeah sorry Marcel you brought us on and now we're about to tank talk film society <laughs> <laughs> you found the one the one thing that'll bring yeah. us down <laughs> Zack Snyder and his fans. Um, hey, I, 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 I did a segment last year on the on the Snyder Cut. Um, I keep saying the Snyder Cut. I don't want to. J- uh, uh, Snyder's Justice League. It's, it's Zack Snyder's Justice I League, know, I believe, is the official Zach title. Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice League. But I hate saying the Snyder Cut because it just it, it brings up bad connotations. But like I, I last year, I said I, I liked it a lot. I, I found it moving um and and a lot of other superlatives um but yeah but it but yeah army of the dead really army of the dead really brought things back down to ground level for me i thought for a hot second wow Zack snyder what can't you do and then that happened um i mean thomas i mean yeah 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 how do you feel about Zack snyder i mean uh do you have a favorite of his uh it's the dawn of the dead remake yeah, easily buddy. Yeah. Like, like quite a, a wide margin yes because like I, I would say i like um that one the um the the snyder's version of justice league and uh, even army of the dead are up higher for me than most of his other movies i'm not a watchman fan I'm, I'm not a huge 300 fan i think he has like a very interesting visual style i'm just don't find i, I find his movies are about as shallow as any interview you have with that dude because <laughs> i love the fact that everyone is so gung-ho about like he's a true master a true visionary and every interview he just seems like a very excitable dude bro maybe not in the most negative way like not nearly as negative as his fans are but he's just like yeah i wanted to do this i thought it was cool it looked kind of fun and i'm like all right 
Sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, a, that's about what I think of his movies. Just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Why is he, why is he Jay Leno? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, he didn't say, have you seen this? How you heard about this? Yeah, uh, with his cut. Of, that's, that's how he introduced <laughs> the, the, the Snyder's cut of uh, Justice League. Just like, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? It's about four hours versus this movie. Time for headlines. That's my Jay Leno impression. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I... I mean, I, I for me, I think he accidentally makes great work. I think he's just so he is he is like a he is like a bro, right? He he he's like he has that muscly demeanor. Um, but I think he accidentally makes these like for me sometimes great films where his themes are, are like the themes are on its sleeve, uh, and like whatever it is, the performances, the 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 song choice, the cinematography, everything just hits. And it works. And for me, it's only happened. I mean, Dawn of the Dead, that remake is fine. Um, I do love Watchmen, even though I also hate it at times. And the same for like Justice League. I love parts of it. I hate some of it. But but yeah, that's how he is for me. And then when he does like like Batman versus Superman or like Man of Steel and then Sucker Punch, I'm like, oh god, this guy's full of himself. Um, but anyway, I don't want to get on a Zack Snyder rant. And I just did. Um, so why don't we move on? <laughs> Any last words on Zack Snyder or like Army of the Dead before we move on to the second film? I forgot uh, about No, Sucker hallelujah. <laughs> I forgot about Sucker Punch, yo. Fuck that movie. And, and we did that on the show <laughs> previously as well. <laughs> I just threw up. That movie's terrible. Terrible, hey, terrible, terrible. I don't mean to bring up my dating life on this, but I, I saw that on a date this past year too last year in 2021 <laughs> hey that 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 date ended up okay that's the- your move that's your move for <laughs> Zack Snyder movies <laughs> she wanted to put something on and like saw uh, Sucker Punch was playing on like an app and I'm like sure I'll watch that and yeah no it doesn't hold up I don't think so <laughs> yeah but something that does hold up Matrix Resurrections I think um, why don't we go to each of you? Why don't we go to Thomas first this time? Matrix Resurrections, the highly divisive film from Lana Wachowski. Uh, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I love it. It is one of my favorites of the year. I've seen it now three times, twice on HBO Max, and once I managed to go to a theater, and the theatrical experience was the moment where it really kicked in how much I loved it. Um, it's fairly new, so I guess I won't go too far into spoilery stuff, but basically, um, I it's the Gremlins 2 of our generation, and it was this weird movie where, like, I it was both a warm hug about the state of blockbuster cinema and a brutal kick to the balls. <laughs> because it confirmed both that, like, yeah, everything's really uncreative and shallow and shitty, but then you can also find something kind of heartwarming and endearing at the nugget of it if it's the right filmmaker, in this case, Lana. And, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It's great, great shit. Oh, I'm right there with you. I love this movie. It's making my top 10. I've seen it five times now. Um, uh, it's, it's a movie at this point for as long as it's, uh, for as long as it's going to be on HBO Max, I might just put on and just watch it again few more times before it leaves um but hey no pressure adam matrix resurrections yeah i'm, I'm in your guys camp i fucking okay. loved it man uh i went into it expecting to hate it like a hundred percent because i was not big on the sequels and then i also was like why are we doing this why this long past are we are we going back to this like what oh what they love each other Ooh. like yeah it's really <laughs> negative 
for no reason. And uh, I went into it and uh, just on a whim, I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch it tonight because I knew Thomas and I were going to record it for the Patreon. And I was fucking hooked, man. I watched it that night. I rewatched it the very next night uh, with somebody. And then I rewatched it again the night after with somebody else. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Oh, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Um, I was on a podcast as a guest recently, and uh, they ended up not liking it. Uh, I, I I love them, uh, Zach and Brandon. Hey, love you guys if you're listening. You're probably not. Zach Snyder. <laughs> yeah, I did a podcast with Zack Snyder, <laughs> and he hated Matrix <laughs> Resurrections. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. I didn't really like Matrix Resurrections. That's what you were talking about. I don't think the slow motion was that good. Did you see it? Did you see the slow motion? <laughs> Uh, franchise fatigue, by the way, is the name of the podcast. Zach Moore and, and Brandon Shemutilla. They did not like Matrix Resurrections, and I, I was the one on that episode just a def- not not defending, ba- okay, basically defending, answering their questions about the movie. Like why? Why they're like, why did this happen? Why did this happen? I go, I, listen, I don't know everything, but I know I loved it. You know, I can explain some of it away, sure, but. I don't know. It's it, it, each each viewing is like it's it's still as good. I'm like unwrapping some things uh, about it with with each viewing too. Uh, yeah, it's 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 such a good movie, and it's a shame that it didn't hit as hard. I mean, also you got to you know face the facts that we're also still in a pandemic, and when it comes to box office numbers, but. Uh, the only thing that's going to bring people out is a Spider-Man. Um, but, but Which yeah. in many ways is the diametric opposite of that movie and kind of confirms its thesis perfectly. <laughs> Which is interesting because like, okay, here's something wild I'll say. Um, I was kind of like lukewarm, kind of like middle of the road with No Way Home the first time I saw it. Opening weekend, right? I was one of the dumbasses watching that opening weekend. Um, but then I came back to see it like two weeks later, you know, uh, smaller a crowd audience and uh, you know like I think like Sunday afternoon or something uh, this was after I saw Matrix Resurrections and because of Matrix Resurrections I ended up liking No Way Home a lot more um, I'm not going to explain why because there are spoilers involved but I see I see that point that the Matrix makes uh, Resurrections makes about like nostalgia and how it can be you know used for corporate greed and you know twisted in a way that the creators don't want but for whatever reason, No Way Home kind of, at least for, for my sake, parts of it works because of my love of past movies, not in a necessarily bad way at times. But anyway, again, hard to explain without going into spoilers, but I'll say Matrix Resurrections makes other movies better for me. So that's how good Matrix, Resur- uh, Matrix Resurrections is for me. Um, so there you go. Um, so Adam, you 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 didn't like the sequels, the 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 Reloaded uh, uh, Revolutions? No, not at all. Did you have you rewatched them since uh, Resurrections? Yeah. yeah, after rewatching Resurrection, after watching Resurrections, I, I went back. Um, and plus we had to cover them. We covered them on a Patreon episode. Another Patreon thing, yeah, where we covered the trilogy with a, a guest of ours, Rafe, who ah. was not a fan of Resurrections, who was also on a pre- another thing when we talked about Resurrections as well. That's patreon.com slash GEDB plug. I was going to ask. Plug, plug, yeah. plug, 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 uh, <clears throat> nah, Yeah, I didn't like them. I, 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 nah, the second one's fine. Like, it's okay. Uh, I, I, you know, the chocolate cake orgasms, uh, <laughs> whatever. And then, and then the kid in the third one is like enough for me to be like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm totally good with this. This without this fucking clumsy kid in the middle of the war. Oh, I dropped the bullets. 
Oh no! Like, I'm good, man. I'm totally good without that. Oh, that's Neil. Oh man. Like, well, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Clayton Watson is a guest on the show. <laughs> I'm in the new Zack Snyder movie coming up. Marcel, are you gonna take your date to it? <laughs> Your authentic Australian accent on Clayton Watson right there. <laughs> okay, going back to Matrix uh, sequels. I, I, I ask because I'm just always so curious to, you know, uh, what people say when they don't like the sequels, what they say about them. Because I, I've, I've always loved them. Like, since 2003, I mean, I was there opening weekend for both and loved them each. At this point now, equally. I love them equally now. I've seen them many times. Well, and I can put it to you like this. I felt... When the second one came out, I felt almost uh, then what Lana is trying to say in the new one, where it's just all this sort of nostalgia and, oh, it was popular, so we got to do more of it. Like biggest example to me is Hugo Weaving and the playground fight and all that. It's like, it's just so much like, you guys remember Hugo Weaving in the first one? He was cool. He died, but here he is again. Oh, yeah. And then the whole idea that they, you know, the studio came out and said, actually, they wrote all three at the same time. Poor shit. First of all, there's no way all three of those movies are written at the same time. It's impossible. Second and third, sure, under a very rushed schedule and filled with sort of you know just techno babble bullshit. Like I just, it's not. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good with this. I see what you're saying. I don't agree with all of it, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> the, the, the white hot rage of Marcelo just being contained in that sense. Listen, I don't have to release this episode. I can, I can, I can not have your guys' podcast on my network. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna start doing the virus monologue in a second. <laughs> Thomas, Matrix Reloaded Revolutions. What, what, what are your thoughts on those before we go? Before we move on, um, I'm. I mean, quickly, uh, I didn't see any of the Matrix movies until about 10 years after the first Matrix came out. I was very late to that game. Um, and then I saw, like, the trilogy. I remember not liking them quite as much when I saw them at that point. And the more I've rewatched those movies, the more I respect them if I don't necessarily love them. And to Adam's point about, like, oh, that kind of feels like modern uh, blockbuster stuff, I would kill if more blockbusters were as weirdly ambitious and daring as any of those matrix like as reloaded and revolutions even with my mixed feelings on them i would kill for that as opposed to just like oh yeah it's fine like with i get with most marvel movies it's just like yeah they're it's watchable I'll never <laughs> think about it again you know what that's also fair fair <laughs> I love him. Did uh, Thomas? Uh, did I ask you what your favorite of twenty twenty one was? I know Adam said Dune, but did uh, did you say your answer? I don't believe you did. No, um, my, my favorite fault. is the Mike. My, my favorite, yes, it is. Uh, how dare you? <laughs> um, mine is uh, Mike Mills's "Come On, Come On." Oh, that's great. I love "Come On, Come On." Yeah, I do. Yeah, great Uncle Cinema hits me. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. Me too. And and this is like a point that nobody who uh, – nobody will know unless they watch the movie will fully understand, I guess. Um, but like I was like a videographer for the longest time. Don't do it much anymore or at all. Um, but Joaquin Phoenix's character has the exact same uh, audio device as I did. Um, so that's one thing. And at one point – 
because uh, like there's like these poems or like these like excerpts from books that are read throughout the throughout the film. He reads from um, Kristen Johnson's uh, essay on like uh, um, what what the camera person uh, thinks yes. when they ask questions. That's a beautiful that that to me hit me close to home. Um, and I went out and bought the Criterion uh, uh, of Camera Person, uh, and the essay is in that booklet, in that Criterion release. So I went out just for that. So I was like, I love the movie. The movie itself, Camera Person, is great, but I, want, I wanted that essay in my hand. Um, that's how that movie affected me. So yeah, Come On, Come On is great. Uh, that's, that's a good pick. That's also in my top 10. Uh, Dune, by the way, makes it in my number 11 slot. So sorry, Adam. Um, but yeah. So... I think that brings us to the end of this uh-huh. bonus episode. <laughs> What's that, Adam? <laughs> is that uh-huh? Right. Okay. <laughs> you see how it is. Um, yep. I think so. I think these last thirty-ish uh, uh, so minutes have really. I, I, I hope that this is a great preview for people because that's what I wanted in this bonus episode, just, just to get into the minds of these of these two nutballs, right? And, and get a sense of what's uh, what's to come in future Talk from Society podcast network uh, double edged double episodes. Uh, how they'll be? So yeah, there you go. Um, any any last words on anything before I officially wrap this up, guys? Uh, Adam, any last words? You're dead to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair. <laughs> uh, Thomas, what about you? Uh, we hope you like our show. Please listen. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly the dynamic. It's just I say something kind of sincere, and I was like, "Oh right, that too." Yeah, <laughs> see, in between our bullshit, the ramblings that we do. Um, plugs. Why don't we officially do the plugs now? Just to reiterate, uh, what's the Patreon? I go to you, Thomas. Uh, what's 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 your Patreon? Uh, well, the Patreon is patreon.com slash dedbpod. For $1 a month, you get to listen to bonus podcasts we do. Like I mentioned, On the Edge of Relevance, uh, where we cover modern movies. I believe we'll be doing Scream very shortly, the new Scream movie, and talking about that on the show. But also you get to vote in polls uh, for either topics we do or individual movies we cover for the show. And uh, like Marcelo says, well, for just the main feed stuff where you don't have to pay the $1 uh, for all that exclusive content, for just the main feed for the 190 episodes we have done before we joined Talk Film Society, that's at our Podbean main feed, uh, which should be linked in our description or probably the description for this as well, uh, where we've done this for about almost, uh, you know, four years. We're coming up on the anniversary in a couple months. And uh, yeah, we've been doing it for a while. We love doing it. Um, Follow us at DEDB pod on the various socials and I'm also at not the who's Tommy on Twitter and Instagram um, just to make things a little easier yeah the the link to the pod bean for sure will be uh, in the subscription and also it's at talkfromsociety.com slash DEDB um, which uh, hopefully will make it easier for people or talkfilmsoc.com slash DEDB you find that there I uh, want to make it easier uh, but yeah but go ahead Adam again everything thomas said but uh, also i'm on twitter and instagram at atom or adam that's a-t-o-m underscore o-r underscore a-d-a-m there you go perfect that's it guys um listeners again 
check out the show. It'll be on the Talk Film Society podcast main feed. Uh, check out the back catalog there at the links that have been said. Look at the description again uh, for the link if you missed it. Um, and yeah, and uh, hey, I'll close this out as I close out every other Talk from Society podcast episode. Hey, oh, first I'll say uh, uh, obligatory once again. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Thomas. Sincerely, I'm happy that the show's on the network because uh, you guys are great. Uh, the podcast is great. So, yes, I'll say that. There you go. Pleasantries. And we're happy to be there because I'm a patron in everything of Talk Film Society. Yes. It's a great network. Thank you. Part of. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're joining uh, along with other great guests and shows, which you can all find at TalkFilmSociety.com, Patreon.com slash TalkFilmSociety for bonuses. And here's where I wrap up the show by saying, hey, see you at the movies. No, I never say that. All right. Bye. Thank you.